Thank you so much for checking out the audio version of my channel, Ruslan KD, can you stream out loud on all platforms? If you, yes, you find this valuable, the best way you can reach me, the best way you can give me feedback, the best way you can even hop into a group Zoom call with me is through our King's Dream Patreon community. So consider partnering with us there. The link is in the description of this podcast. Thank you so much for all the love and support. Now enjoy. Kanye West Donda, my album reaction. If you watch towards the end, we're going to unpack the nitty gritty of why many people are upset, which is the obvious. The secular features, Marilyn Manson, the baby, so on and so forth. We're going to get into that. I'm going to look at the hard passages, but I'm going to give you three passages, both Old and New Testament, on why that is not something that offends me. So, I'm super excited. If you're here enjoying this video, make sure you give it a like for the YouTube algorithm. And not sure if you know this, but over 55% of the people who watch this channel are not subscribed. So, hit that subscribe button, turn the bell notification on. My first initial thoughts... When I started hearing the album Listening Party, I listened to the first one, I listened to the third one. My first initial thought was, wait a minute, this album isn't clean, okay? That was my first reaction. There is profanity on the album. Not so much from Ye, though there's a couple N-words, but from some of the features. Specifically, Baby Keem was the most overt profanity. And I said, wait a second, and I tweeted it, and I put a poll up about... Does a classic hip-hop album need profanity? And uh, a lot of you guys responded, no, it doesn't really need it. But but then it, there were some people that were mad at me for daring to ask the question that this, 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 is profanity even necessary on an album, especially from a Kanye West? And I was very open, transparent, that I, I wasn't really a fan of a lot of the features. I said, hey, I don't think this album needs profanity and that was the initial thought now so uh first listening party i was like okay cool you could tell it was rough they did a second listening party i missed that the third listening party i noticed that half the album was clean and i was like yo this is good now why is this significant to me this is significant because we live in a world that is clearly there is a non-christian side that the people that don't love god the content is pretty debaucherous they call evil good and good evil and then there's a side of us believers followers of jesus declaring contending for the faith and i said i think kanye needed to draw a clear line he said he would draw a clear line on his past albums he said he was gonna go back and redo his past albums because him like myself wanted to have art dope art that our kids could listen to and i knew that was one of the things that he was proud of with Jesus is king. And so I said, that I think this is going to be kind of an indication where this thing goes. And then the third listening party happened. Half the album was clean. I didn't catch this in my reaction of it, but there was Bible passages for every single song on the screen, which I think is a pretty big deal. The album drops. Don't see an explicit uh, thing on here. And I was like, oh, that's interesting. No explicit thing. So then I listened through the whole album, and my, my buddy John McCray is actually the one who uh, told me, he's like, yo, Kanye's album, you go listen to it, but there's still profanity on it. I was like, profanity on it? So then, like, the album's clean. The album doesn't have any ease, explicit ease on it. So I listened to the whole thing, and long and behold, the entire thing is radio edits. It's clean. There's no cussing on, on the record, not even an N-word or a B-word, nothing. All cussing removed, and it's a clean album. So I was like, man, that's, that's dope. 
to me, that says a lot. And I, and I said that early on on Twitter. I said, to me, that says a lot. As I sat with the album, from God breathed on this to off the grid, I'm looking over here on the side, praise God, uh, Jesus is lo- like Jesus, Lord, how many people know, how many people, you know, need Jesus, the features, even though some of them do have, uh, uh, uh some profanity that's edited out the features. I mean, you're hearing very introspective lyrics from people like, uh, Young Thug, and all of these different things. So one, there's no profanity. Two, he's pulling on these guys and getting very interesting insight from them. And we're going to go to the scriptures in a second. So make sure you watch to the very end of this video. And I was like, yo, this is dope. And and I listened through the whole thing. I think it has a lot of music on it. Uh, Some of it was unnecessary. Like the Pop Smoke record to me was a bit unnecessary. I I didn't quite, I didn't get the point of that. I I thought it was a dope record in in my opinion. I thought it was interesting how he had certain songs where there was a, you know, the the song got repeated and there was a part two of the record. So I like this album. I probably like this album the most out of the past four or five Kanye albums, if I'm honest with you. I think this is a combination of where Kanye can deliver from an excellence standpoint, because Jesus is King was not that. If we're going to be honest, Jesus King was not that dope. Okay. But he's now dropped three Christian albums. Okay. Jesus is King. Uh, he dropped, uh, the Sunday service choir album, which I, I'm pretty sure he had something to do with. And now this album. And it's the third Christian album, third clean album, third, very overtly Jesus is Lord. Jesus saved me album type of vibe. Uh, my, I think this is probably his strongest work, maybe since Pablo, maybe since before Pablo, maybe since my beautiful dark and twisted fantasy. We won't know if this is a classic until, you know, years after that's what we look back and, you know, Jesus, Jesus is King. Mm, I don't think we'll look back at that as a classic. I enjoyed this record. I enjoy the record. If you haven't heard the record, I think you should listen to it. There's no profanity on it. Really well executed record. I know there's some controversy with the label and was this person supposed to be on it? Not that person's not on it. I, I don't know, but I thought it was a really dope record. I think uh, I think it's some of Kanye's best work in my opinion, and I think he he did his thing on it. So uh, I'm going to get into the big elephant in the room, which is why a lot of Christians are in their feelings. We already did a video about the imagery and all that all that goofy stuff. We're going to specifically talk about this idea of coll- the collaborations, the features on this record. I'm going to give you guys the passage that most of you guys are going to pull up, which is 2 Corinthians chapter six, and then I'm going to give you three three references three references why I don't have a problem with the features. It's not to say that I would have done everything the exact same way. I've been clear that I don't think a lot of the features were necessary, okay? I've been clear about that, okay? Uh, But I'm going to get to I'm going to get to what I think this is about in terms of maybe some of his approach. I don't know his approach. I haven't talked to Kanye. I haven't talked to anybody in this camp, even though I have some friends in this camp. So we're going to get into this passage. The first passage, some of you guys are going to open up with and go, Ruslan, Kanye, he got non-Christians on the album. Have you not? Have you not read the Bible? Have you not read this passage? Second Corinthians chapter six, Ruslan, listen, look at this passage. Do not be yoked together with unbelievers for what do righteousness and wickedness have in common or what fellowship can light have with darkness? What harmony is there between Christ and Belial or what does a believer have in common with an unbeliever? What agreement is there between a temple of God and idols for we are the temple of the living God as God has said. Now, here's the thing that I don't think folks understand when we look at that passage, there's there's a specific metaphor being used. And this is a metaphor, which is do not be yoked. Does do not be yoked means not to have Christian friends. 
Does do not be yoked means not to work with non-Christians? Does do not be yoked means you can't work a secular job? Does do not be yoked mean, like what is what does that actually mean? What is that verse saying? What is the metaphor that's being used? So let's unpack that. What is this? What is a yoke? Okay, a yoke is something that holds together two oxen. And when two oxen are yoked together, partnered together, they are tending to a field. And if, and if, and if you're not equally yoked with an oxen partnered up, the, the, they won't work because you'll probably go in circles, right? The oxen, one oxen will move slower. The other oxen will go in circles, okay? It will go in circles. So people are looking at this passage and say, see, do not be equally yoked. Marilyn Manson, the baby, these people are bad. They're bad people. How can Kanye, how can Kanye work with them? Okay, what you're not understanding is the actual metaphor. This metaphor is talking about people being partnered up together. An ox is yoked with another ox. They're two oxes. It's saying, hey, don't don't partner yourself with someone that is not a Christian. What is this passage applied to? I think the most obvious thing would be, hey, don't yoke yourself. Don't partner with someone in marriage, okay, who is not a Christian. What's another thing? Hey, don't start a business with someone. Don't partner with someone that isn't a Christian. What else, right? So, so you guys see where I'm going with this. This is not a clear cut. Don't ever do anything with non-Christians because non-Christians are bad. How dare you do anything with non-Christians? That is not what that is saying. That is not what that is saying. How do we know this? Well, because we have to look at all of Scripture. One of the basic rules of Scripture is you have to interpret Scripture with Scripture. Don't pull out one one passage and ignore all the other passages because there's a lot of other passages. A quick example of this is 1 Corinthians chapter 5 where Paul talks about, hey, last last letter I told you do not affiliate, affiliate with people who are sexually immoral. By no means, by no means that I say the people in the world who are sexually immoral. I'm talking about the people in the church. Because at that point, she wouldn't be able to affiliate with anybody, right? This is 1 Corinthians chapter 5. Just, just, just the previous book. Now, let's get into the three references, the three references where we see God using people to accomplish the things of God, to accomplish good things who are non-Christians, okay? This isn't a partnership. This isn't a marriage. This is, right? This is something different, and we see it two times. I'm going to give you two real, two easy examples in the, in the Old Testament. I'm going to give you one example in the New Testament to glue this entire thing together. So we're going to cover a lot of passages today, a lot of scripture today. So just, you know, put on your Bible study hat, and, 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 and let's see if there's any precedent to someone working with non-Christians, Okay, in a creative capacity, in a musical capacity, in any type of way. I'll give you three examples. Example number one, let's go to Genesis. This is Genesis chapter 41. We're going to pick up at verse 37. Joseph's suggestions were received by the Pharaoh. Okay, Joseph was sold into slavery. He had a terrible life. His own brother sold him into slavery. He ends up being able to interpret some dreams and basically gets in front of the Pharaoh. Okay, the Pharaoh is not a Christian. He's like really far from a Christian. He does not follow the God of the Bible, Jehovah Jireh. No, he just, he just, just the Pharaoh, just the Pharaoh, not a Christian. Okay. So Joseph 
interprets some dreams for him. And he says, hey, this is what's going to happen. There's going to be a famine. This is what you got to do, right? Joseph's suggestions were well received by the Pharaoh and his officials. So Pharaoh asked his officials, can we find anyone like this man so obviously filled with the Spirit of God? Then Pharaoh said to Joseph, since God has revealed the meaning of the dreams to you, clearly no one else is as intelligent or as wise as you are. You will be in charge of my court and all my people will take orders from you. Only I, sitting on my throne, will have a rank higher than yours. Verse 41, Pharaoh said to Joseph, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Then Pharaoh removed his signet ring from his hand and placed it on Joseph's finger. He dressed him in fine linen clothing and uh, hung a gold chain around his neck. Then he had Joseph ride in the chariot reserved for his second in command. And wherever Joseph went, the command was shouted, kneel down. So Pharaoh put Joseph in charge of all Egypt. Pharaoh, this is Pharaoh. Anyone who has any basic premise of Egyptian history what, how they worshiped, who they worshiped, the fact that they worshiped themselves, they saw themselves as deities. Know that Pharaoh was not a follower of the one and true living God. And, and in verse 41, I mean, it goes on to say, Pharaoh said, I hereby put you in charge of the entire land of Egypt. Entire land of Egypt. Okay, so that's where Joseph is now put, the entire land of Egypt. So again, a lot of y'all are talking, a lot of y'all are going to the first, first, second Corinthians passage. But you're not really looking at it in light of all scripture. You're not really looking at it as, hey, are, is there precedent? Are there examples of other people who have been used and working with non-Christians? Maybe not in a 50-50 partnership. Maybe not in a marriage. Okay. Are there examples of that? Boom. Joseph is the first one. There's others. We, we can go so many different directions, but I'm going to give you three. Here's the second one. Some of you guys know there's a book in the Bible called Esther and her influence over the non Christian, non-Jewish king ends up saving all the children of Israel, okay? And here's the verse, Esther 4.14. It's a famous verse. For if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will rise from another place, but you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but that you have came to your royal position for such a time as this. In a royal place with a non-Christian king, a non-Christian assembly, a non-Christian nation, people that actually want to kill Christians at that time, were Jewish people, non-Israelite. She is positioned in a place where, who knows, you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. Who knows that maybe you've come to this for such a time as this. Okay, so again, those of you guys that are like, there's no way you can do anything with Christians, non-Christians. It's bad. It's always bad. It's always evil. Hey, I just gave you two examples from the Old Testament. There's others. I can go so many directions with this, but there's multiple examples. The people of God working with non-followers of God to accomplish or have influence or do something that is for the benefit of everyone. Okay, so let's go to another passage. Uh, Acts 17. This is the most obvious. This is the most overt example of God using non-Christians to contextualize the gospel. Fairly good parallel of what I think Kanye may have been trying to do. Again, Acts chapter 17, verse 22. This is Paul. He is sharing the gospel, okay? And he is at the assembly of all these philosophers, right? And he's standing up in front of them, the people of Athens, and he's going to share the gospel with them. He says, Paul then stood up in the meeting of the Aragopas and said, people of Athens, I see that in every way you are very religious. For as I walked around and looked carefully at your objects of worship, I even found an altar with this inscription to an unknown God. So you are ignorant of the very thing you worship. And this 
is what I'm going to proclaim. He acknowledges their own idols and he says, I'm going to take your own idols and I'm going to flip it and I'm going to share the gospel. Okay. Now, then he says, verse 24, the God who made the world and everything in it is the Lord of heaven and earth and does not live in temples built by human hands. And he is not served by human hands as if he needed anything. Rather, he himself gives life to everyone and breath and everything else. For one man, he made all the nations and they should inhabit the whole earth. And he marked out their appointed times in history and the boundaries of their lands. God did this so they would seek him and perhaps reach out for him and find him through he is not far from any of us. Verse 28. Pay attention to verse 28. For in him we live and move and have our being. As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Why am I stopping and pointing this out? As some of your own poets have said, we are his offspring. Paul is quoting secular poets, okay, non-Christian poets, pagan poets, to illustrate the gospel to people who don't have any context to them. And he does this so clearly in verse 28, as some of your own poets have said. He's so in tune with what's going on that he's quoting their own poets to them. And he's saying, we are his offspring. Listen, I know what's going, I know what you think is valuable. I know what you think is, is, is worthy. I know what you think is cool. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use that thing to contextualize this Jesus to you. And then he does the same thing over and over and over in the book of 1 Corinthians. A lot of our things that we quote from the book of 1 Corinthians are actually quotes from secular poets. Look, look, look at the citation notes. A couple examples. Hey, you have heard it said everything is good for him. Everything is permissible. Did you know that he was quoting their own poets to them? Bad company corrupts good character. That's their own poets. This is repeatedly done using non-Christian sources, non-Christian people to articulate the gospel to articulate God's truth. I just gave you three examples of God using non-Christians and Christians together to contextualize the gospel. Okay. Now, am I saying you need to do ministry this way? No. Am I saying you need to love Kanye's album? No. I'm saying don't be goofy and start talking about he done sold his soul and I don't like his spiky jacket and I don't like the, the Donda chat because it just, I don't know, my the vibes. It just makes me, it's the vibes are just weird. I just don't like the vibes. Fam, you don't know who you're talking about. Anyone who listens to this album, especially anyone that's not a Christian, is going to clearly hear the gospel proclaimed. It's going to clearly hear that Jesus is king over Kanye's life. It's going to clearly clearly understand whose team Kanye is on. And so if he does a record with Marilyn Manson, who, yes, has all kinds of sketchy things going on personally, has all kinds of sketchy things about his reputation, and then Marilyn Manson is singing, God's going to bail me out. Okay? I think that's powerful. I'm not saying I would have done it. I don't know what I would have done. If I could have got a Manson on my Christian song to do a Christian part and talk about God. But let's not say goofy stuff like, the, uh, you don't, uh, the spirit of discernment. You can't use discernment as a cover up for my feelings. I just feel like, no one cares what you feel like, fam. Okay? If someone is doing something in the name of Jesus, if someone has bared fruit, if someone has professed with their mouth that Jesus is Lord and, and then believed in their heart, okay? If that is where they're at, Y'all really got to scale back on the vibes, the discernment, my feelings, it seems, and let that man live and let that man figure it out. I think God is using Kanye in a mighty way that I've never, never, never seen in culture, okay? And he is going to do some things to intentionally, intentionally 
shock some of us, intentionally get a bunch of people talking, okay? He's going to do things like collaborate with people that society has completely canceled. Manson on the satanic side is really wild, it's really wicked, What? right? That's far gone. I don't, I don't know if I would have done that to the baby on the other side. Hip-hop, uh, saying some quote-unquote homophobic things. He's canceled, shows left and right. He's going to intentionally do that things to poke at the bear to get people talking, okay? So, if that's how Kanye wants to make his art, what is it any of your business? And start saying, I, I just don't like how it looks. I think the Donda chat is just bad. Like, fam, if you don't like it, don't listen to it. Keep it scrolling. But what you're doing is you're now presuming to know the motives of a fellow brother in Christ, and you're then going to bear false witness and slander him. Because that's what you're doing, whether you know it or not. Okay? So... You got to do with that what you will. That's my position. I thought the album was fire. I thought he did a great job on this record. I know people that have worked, that, that have worked on this record, been with Kanye, work, have shared the gospel with Kanye for decades. People I know personally. Told you guys I've been around Kanye before he was saved. This is a brand new Kanye. This is a whole new Kanye. And what if, what if in your slander, as this man is putting out an album, processing the grief of his mom, proclaiming Jesus all over the record, and what if Marilyn Manson gets saved? What if the baby gets saved? What if, what if these are the seeds planted that may produce fruit in a year, in a month, or, or, or five years from now? Some of you guys are expecting this instant, like, oh, well, well, well he's doing, he's not, he's not like this. I want it to be like this. Was that, was that? that how the gospel took root in your life hey if it, if it was like that man respect for me fam it took years it took years of people sharing jesus with me it took years of of, of, of people pouring into me it took years of me hearing it until i finally surrendered my life to jesus and so that's that was my process that was my journey maybe your journey was different some of you guys are are you just don't know what you don't know respect i just gave you three examples not saying it was right or wrong i'm saying i may have not even done it i'm saying this is a wisdom issue okay we got to stop with the black and white binary i have all the answers i know everything anybody that anybody that's trying to make everything a, 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 a black and white issue everything there are some things that are black and white issues but anybody that's trying to make everything a black and white issue okay and isn't allowing certain things to just be wisdom issues be weary of them because that that is fundamentalism and and a lot of fundamentalists have lost sight of the fundamentals someone tweeted that to me i forgot who it was shout out to them they don't know what the essentials of the faith are they don't know what is a sin issue versus a wisdom issue the quotes from the first from the book of first corinthians are actually quotes from secular poets and secular authors you don't know you don't know okay so i'm i just showed you okay i just showed you now if, if now if you have a religious spirit if you have a religious spirit uh, th that's beyond anything anyone can do. You probably, you need deliverance from that. You want to talk about Kanye needing deliverance for the demonic imagery? You need deliverance of that religious spirit. If I could show you example after example after example of, of, of God using Christians with non-Christians, with non-followers of God, to, to get good things done, and you're still like, but, but I, I, just don't, I just don't like the vibes. That's the, the, I, so, I wear so much black, but I just got the, the vibes vibes like let this man live i'm gonna give you guys one last passage to close this whole thing out first john 4 4 first john 4 4 you dear children are from god and have what and have overcome them why because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world the one who is in you is greater 
than the one who is in the world. Some of you guys are so afraid. Some of you guys think you're going to get tricked into taking the mark of the beast. Some of you guys are, are, are thinking you're going to get tricked into worshiping Satan. Some of you guys believe that, that Kanye is going to lead you astray, okay? Or whoever is going to lead you astray. The vaccine is going to lead you astray. Fam, you have overcome because the one who is in you is greater than the one who is in the world. What are you afraid of? You don't want to listen to Kanye. Don't listen to Kanye. You don't like fam, but, but stop turning everything into this bizarre binary black and white issue, right? You dear children, if you are a child of God, if you are a follower of Jesus, if you are a follower of Jesus are from God and have overcame them, you've already overcame the world fam. Jesus is already on the throne. You've already overcame because the one who is in you, the God who is in you, the Holy Spirit that lives in you is greater than the one who is in the world. And maybe, just maybe, you, you, you run around here thinking you're super religious and thinking you got all the answers, but you actually don't have the Holy Spirit in you. You're actually not even safe. you just fallen into a churchianity, a religious nature of thinking you got all the answers and missing the fundamentals of what it actually means to be a follower of Jesus. Majoring on the minors instead of majoring on the majors. And then every little thing that's thrown out in society, you want to turn it into, they're just trying to trick us. Kanye's going to deceive you. They're going to make you wear a mask and get the vaccine. And the vaccine's going to be the prototype for this. It's like, yo, chill out, fam. Chill out. God is in control. It's not God and the devil. It's God way up there. Way up there. And the devil way down there. And any authority the devil has, it's on loan to him. So stop trying to do this comparison thing that Satan could just trick you and lead you astray through whoever. No, fam. If you are if you are a follower of Jesus, stop living your life scared. God is in control. God is omnipresent. God is all-powerful. Psalms 24, 1 says, The earth is the Lord's and everything in it, the people, the world, and all in it. It all belongs to God. Stop with, stop with these shenanigans, fam. Stop it. It's not, it's not a good witness. It's not helping you. It's not, it's not helping you share your faith. You're living in fear, right? And, and, and the dangerous part, the thing that frustrates me is now you are weaponizing. You are weaponizing things that are good and you're, and you're making them bad. You're weaponizing creativity. You're weaponizing artistic, artistic merit. You're weaponizing people that are into fashion and, and, and you're dismissing them all as, I don't like his spiky jacket. I don't like how this sounds, the vibes. That ain't Jesus, fam. That ain't Jesus. It's not. You, more Bible. More Bible. Go go get in your Bible. Get your butt off Instagram and TikTok. Go, go read the scriptures. Go read the scriptures. Not saying you got to do it the way Kanye's doing it. I'm just saying Kanye can do it this way. And man, I think this is a, a huge testimony. I think this is going to be a moment where people look back and are going to be like, I heard about Jesus for the first time through this Donda album. And, you know, I wrestled with it for a long time, but started doing my own research. And a couple years later, there was the, the first step, the first seed to helping me surrender, to helping me surrender my life to Jesus. That's a good thing, fam. So those are my thoughts on this situation. Let me know what y'all think. Kingstream Entertainment. Bruce Lawn. 
Yo, thank you so much for making it to the end of this video. If you found it valuable, considering giving it a like and subscribing. This month, I'm releasing the Love What You Do collection. And to celebrate, I'm doing a three-day virtual event to help us go from learning to love what we do to ultimately doing what we love. By the way, it's free. So hit the link in the description to grab your seat today.